Welcome to Sonata Secrets with Henrik Tilhan, unlocking the world of classical music. When it comes to Schubert's piano music, he's got 20 sonatas, that's big works. He's got two sets of impromptus with four in each, that's also quite substantial pieces. And he's got this set of six Mouma Musicaux, musical moments that are more condensed pieces than the impromptus. And one of them is really short and it's the famous number three in F minor that also has been called Russian dance or Russian air because of its jumpy dance rhythms. And these Mouma Musicaux are perfect examples of Schubert's style with this effortless wandering through tonal areas and contrast of characters that come so natural in his music. And I have this favorite quote by Alfred Brendel, the legendary pianist, between Haydn the explorer and adventurer and Schubert the sleepwalker, I see both Mozart and Beethoven as architects. So he's really talking about the music of Mozart and Beethoven, but he just casually labels Schubert a sleepwalker, and I think it's spot on. And we'll see why that is with some typical Schubert features and how they are employed in this video. This piece has a very clear structure. There's a couple of sections of an even eight bars each, and they all end with proper cadences. So let's play the first section, the main material. We have two bars of an intro, setting the scene with this accompaniment pattern. And it's present the whole piece, this eighth note in the left hand, kind of jumpy, provides energy, and you can sense the dance origin with this accompaniment. has these 16th notes uh, rhythms. It's almost like a march rhythm. And of course the famous grace notes. So I prefer to play all of the grace notes before the beat. I think the first one is obvious. Because there's an accent here on the on the long note. But some, some school says, I think, that uh, you should play them on the beat. And uh, so that's like a, a valid interpretation. But I don't know, I, I feel it's slightly clumsy. I prefer the, the before the beat version. Anyway, here we get some more chords going through D flat is the 6, to B flat minor, which is the 4, through this secondary dominant in between, passing back to F minor. And a tip for playing this last bar with the thirds, it's actually the lower F in the right hand, it's actually in the left hand too. So you can skip it in the right hand and it makes it each easier to just play. And all the notes are actually there. And that's the first section, it's repeated. And then the next section is like the first episode after the main material. We just switch directly to A flat major and get this. So it's a completely different character, it's a warmth to this uh, as a contrast to the quirkiness. And uh, A flat major, and then 
E flat seven with A flat as a pedal point to create this kind of fuzziness of warmth. And again, A flat major, but an appoggiatura is when you have a note that's not part of the chord as a suspension on the beat leaning into the chord. Appoggiatura literally means to lean, the origins of the word. So here's a, a nice one. It's a little bit more jumpy in the end because we get uh, more of the same material in the beginning. So Schubert uses that material, but he makes something new out of it. Also, we go to D flat major. That's a four in A flat. And we have these double chromatic neighbor notes. It's the leading note and an extra leading note. <laughs> it's always super nice. Really kind of flirtatious detail. It's so quickly he moves from this little bit rough character of the first part to this extreme uh, openness and warmth in the second. Okay, so after this second section we get a third section which is like a second episode after the main, main and first episode and we had a nice feeling, now we get some drama. And it ends up in back in A flat major, but we start going back to F minor. This is a dominant to F minor, and F minor still with a pedal point again a pedal point of C, which is the dominant. So it's an unstable version of F minor, and also this scale down. It's the same rhythm that's present throughout, but it's a new contour. And it's more of a declamatory statement. Finally, we resolve to F minor with the bass as well. Uh, only on the weak beat though. And then... We get this amazing four bars of going, like slipping back into A flat major. And this is Schubert the sleepwalker. He just finds the territory that we know and just slips into it. Um, diminished and going th through this four to the five and uh, a, a dominant six five six four chord dominant so it's a proper full cadence and uh, we're back in piano I think this piano is good to do as a contrast it's not super natural and intuitive, but it's a great effect to do it. So stay in forte for... And then you kind of switch the character quite uh, quickly. And I just naturally put some more pedal on this. It feels more legato, these uh, melodic 16th notes. And then a bit jumpy. It's all, with, all the time like a, a balance between a jumpiness and a melodicness.
So now with the form of the piece, here is where we get the return of the main section again. After this little adventure in A flat major, we get back with the eight bars of the main material and it's identical. Well, pianissimo, so slightly softer maybe. A uh, little bit of an echo, but still the kind of a recapitulation uh, for a small piece. And here we get the coda to close the piece. And it's really cool. It feels like a continuation of this material. Because, yeah, we resolve in F minor. But then when the coda starts, we get this continuation. So it's like posing a question with this uncertain diminished chords. So diminished, diminished, um, chromatic step and then the answer comes no we're done here we're just going to close up in f minor but then ask the question again now it's piano pianissimo it's really soft something special are you really sure and this time we get a different answer And it's this magical moment, classic Schubert turn, where we expect the F minor, because that's what it's all about, and then he just flips it to F major. So it's a typical Schubert feature using the, the major and minor pairs. So we had the relative pair, F minor and A flat major, is a relative pair, the same key signature, and now we get the parallel pair, F minor and F major, that can also be substituted. F major, we still have C in the bass, dominant pedal point, again, <laughs> a lot of pedal points. And we just take this three times to, to establish it. And then the final part of the resolution comes with the bass going to F. And then the coda continues, here we get another uh, eight bars, that's the last part of the coda. And now this material, so... This follows the rhythm of the main section uh, very closely. So this rhythm, it's exactly the same as here, but of course the material is transformed and the melody is not the same. It's in major instead. But it's still close enough to, to really recognize it as a relative to it. And just that again. A little bit of chromatic variation. A <laughs> little bit of minor nuance there. Really quickly passing by. And yeah. It says diminuendo here, but are we supposed to be in piano pianissimo and then diminuendo and then diminuendo? It's, you can't, <laughs> you're gonna be no notes at all in the end if you try to play it like that. Uh, I think the solution is to, when this uh, last part comes, to think more like uh, back in a piano there. So you have some runway to do a diminuendo. And then and we end up really softly. And it's like music for the dancers to exit the stage 
Uh, and it ends the same way as it begins, with the accompaniment only, or a long melody here, but... And that's it for this episode. Thanks for watching Sonata Secrets. I'm Henrik Chilham. Please like and subscribe if you like this kind of content. And my Patreon shout out goes to M. Clausen and M. 